Lovely morning this morning, and it's going to get even better because we have the amazing Dorothy going to bring the Word of God. So, Father, we just thank you for Dorothy. We thank you that you're placing every word of yours in her mouth and that she's going to bring it to us in Jesus' name. Bless her, Lord. Cover her, fill her to overflowing in your precious name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. That's a good service so far, isn't there? Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. I don't start with jokes. Some people start with amazing jokes. I'm not going to try and copy that because it doesn't work for me. So we'll just go straight into it. (laughs) I was driving along the other day. I heard a song on the radio, just normal radio, not Christian radio or anything. And it was from Whitney Houston called My Love Is Your Love. And the words just made me um, stop and think. And she was singing, If tomorrow is judgment day and I'm standing on the front line and the Lord asks me, what did I do? I will say, I spent it with you. Now to me, the moment I heard that, first I'm going, the Lord? Is she singing about the Lord and it's normal, like normal radio? not Christian radio, I thought, okay. And it made me think, if the Lord was saying to her on Judgment Day, what did you do? And in my heart, it went, oh, wow, Lord, yeah, I spent it with you. I was there for you. I loved you. I worked for you. I set my heart for you every day. I spent time with you. You are amazing. You are all I want. My time was you. My life was led for you. This was all going in my head. And this was like, how fantastic is this? So I must listen to this song when I get home. When I listen to it when I get home, I don't actually think she was saying all that to the Lord. But at that moment, it just made me stop and made me think because he's asking me to talk to you guys today about spending time with him. And I'm thinking if it were judgment day today and if the Lord actually said to us, what did you do? Could we actually say to him, yeah, I spent that time with you, Lord. I was there for you. I loved you. I worked for you. I thought about you every day. I put things aside for you. Could we actually say that to him today, if that was his question to us? And I'm thinking, maybe some days we would say, yes, we spent that time with you. Another day we'd be saying, "Um, no, can you ask me tomorrow, Lord? I don't know, because life gets in the way. But God does call us to be with him. He tells us to come with thanksgiving. He tells us to come with dancing. He tells us to bring the children. He tells us to come when we're tired and weary, when we're in sorrows and when we're in joys. He calls us to come in his presence. Whatever we are feeling doesn't matter. And whatever we have done, he welcomes us with open arms and he forgives us. The Bible tells us in Psalm 46.10, and I meant to say to you guys right at the beginning, if you want to find it in your Bible, then please go ahead and find it now, because you've all got those wonderful bookmarks that you can bookmark it for later. But it says in there, and I'm sure you all know it, be still and know that I am God. But that's at the end of Psalm 46. It doesn't start with that. So we're going to read through the Psalm and just see what the rest of it says to us. It says from verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and every present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, 
though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. So here, I'm believing that we're told that God is in our struggles. He's in there. He's our strength when things go wrong, or when we think things are all out of control. He is our strength. God is our refuge, and he is who we should look to and turn to when these things are going on. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. And then from verse 4, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of the holy place where the most high dwells. Sorry, I'll read that again. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. The river that flows from God, the holy place where the most high dwells. Where does God dwell now? In us. Thank you. Yeah, he dwells in us because of what Jesus did, because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of rising again. God now dwells in us. So the river that flows from him flows through us. We will not fall. He's always there, always here, constant with us. And then verse 6. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. When God speaks, things change. He speaks in answers to our prayer. He speaks and answers when people cry out to him. But if we're not spending that time with him, how can we be crying out, asking for things? He's not going to get a chance to speak. I'm sure he does speak even if we don't ask, but he likes to cooperate with us. He likes to listen to us. He likes to hear us. He likes to answer our prayers. And if we're not praying, if we're not in that space and that time with him, he doesn't get a chance to do that. And then from verse 7, The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the dissolutions that he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns and shields with fire. So we can have faith in our God. We can read from things in the Bible that he's already done. We can talk to people and testify now of what he's doing today. And we've heard testimonies this morning. So, and I also believe that when the verses talk about ceasing, doesn't only mean wars between men, it's wars in the spiritual realm as well. And the things that take our time away from him. It says that God burns the shields of fire. If things are burned, they're consumed, they're gone, they're turned to ashes and they're blown away in the wind. They're not coming back. When God speaks and consumes things, that's it, they're gone forever. So our God is a really powerful God. And then, verse 10, he says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. That's present tense. We talked about him being exalted today in our prayers. It's not going to be one day. It's not tomorrow it's today it's right now our god is with us and will be exalted but it comes under it comes after be still and know that i am god so there's something that we're doing we're being proactive we are being still we're being in that place with him so that he can be exalted because he's going to work through us so that brings us to spending time with god stopping being still spending time with god 
we can become more like him. We can get to know his ways and his truths. We can grow in confidence of who we are in him and what he says we can do. Then as we go about our daily lives and opportunities arrive to pray for people and pray for breakthroughs or to talk to people, we can speak from that place of being with him, from that place of confidence, from that place of knowing who he is. We can speak out of love. We can speak with the assurance that God is who he says he is and will be answering our prayers. I believe that we will see breakthroughs in our lives, healing salvations as he works through us. And I know as a church, we have seen breakthroughs. We have seen healings as he's working through us. But I want to give God the opportunity to work his miracle signs and wonders even more. And that comes from hosting his presence well. And from being with him in that quiet place. I want to see him exalted in all of our lives even more. And the lives of people around us. And I want to see, as we've prayed for this morning, for our family members and for people we know to come to know Jesus. And that comes from us being in that place with him, spending that time from him, putting aside things so that we can become more like him, so that he can shine through us. So how do we go about being still? So I'll just talk from personal experience. Being still and knowing that I am God means different things to me. It means definitely slowing down my mind and generally my body too. It can be shutting my eyes to stop distractions and finding a quiet place. Sometimes I even put my hand over my eyes because it blocks out everything. Occasionally over my ears if there's noise going on. And you can't find that actual physical place to go. So and I acknowledge God's presence because he is always, always with us. Psalm 139, 7-10 tells us about him being with us. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I lay my bed, bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Now, when I used to read this psalm, I was thinking, why is he there? Why is he there everywhere? Why can't I get away from him? Why is he following me? Why is he watching what I'm doing? It's not that. He's there because he's guiding. He's there because he's loving. Like, you're, like, um, like when the toddler starts to walk, the parent, and we see them at the toddler group, it's hysterical, um, we, we, they're walking behind like this because the child might fall. And they're going to be there to catch them, to move those things out of the way so that they can walk clearly and they can be safe. Our God is there like that for us. Not the watching evil eye, but the watching, guiding, loving Father that's just looking out for us and making sure that we are safe and we're doing the right thing for him and guiding us away from the wrong way, guiding us towards his path and closer to him all the time. And actually, I've, I've put as a sideline, actually, we can let our children know this because we can actually be saying to our children, where is God for you now? Look around this room. Where is God? What's God doing? Let's ask God. Let's ask Holy Spirit, what does he want to do today? Because God isn't just for grown-ups. He's for children too. Jesus sent Holy Spirit to be with us. And he said, 
um, <laughs> I'm ad-libbing now, so I've got to get it right. Um, he said that the same Holy Spirit lives in children as lives in adults. So if you're watching this and you've got your children, bring your children into the presence of God as well. Don't leave it till they grow up because they miss, it's, I waited a long time till I took God into my life. I wish I'd had him in my life earlier. Let's bring the children into knowing God as well and knowing Holy Spirit and following his ways. Jesus also tells him, tells us before he ascends to heaven that he's going to send a helper. He says in John 14, 16 to 17, I will ask Father, he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world can't accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him and he lives with you and will be with you. So that's Holy Spirit. I've just said about Holy Spirit being with us. God is with us all the time. So we come, when we come to him when we first come to him to say all right god i'm putting this side this time aside for you i want to be still for you now just say hello to him just say hello you know i'm here i'm welcoming you like we do in our prayers i welcome you're amazing a few years ago florence spoke from a book called good morning holy spirit by benny hing that was a while ago a long time ago but it lit a fire in me that burns to this day. She opened up the realization that actually God is, although God is three in one, he's individual. We can have a relationship with Father God, with Holy Spirit, and with Jesus himself. And that blew my mind when you did that. Absolutely blew my mind. Because I didn't know this. And I was praying as a young Christian. I was praying to God. I really didn't know who God was, and then the open realization that actually he is God, he is Father, he is Holy Spirit, he is Jesus. Let's talk to each one. And I spent quite a few years and whatever getting to know them as individuals. And if you don't know that, go ahead and do that, because that's such a fun journey, it really is. So when I get up in the morning, no, blah, 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 so from that point, part of my being still and knowing that I'm God is actually acknowledging each one. So I will say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Father God. Good morning, Jesus. It might not be till later on in the day sometimes because normally I'm good, but sometimes you get up and then there's da-da-da-da-da, this, this, this and that, and you haven't had that time. But you need to make that time. First thing in the morning, just say good morning. And then stop a while. Or be still and know that I'm God can be the time after worship session or individual session or group session. You can sing all the songs, dance or even fall on your knees. But the music stops and it's silent. And sometimes if the music stops and you go, oh, okay, up you get and go get on with something. But if you move away too much, too soon, God is still there. And he's waiting and he's ready to talk to you. So just wait in that moment. And I know often we do that here in church. And sometimes, even if you're being still, you can hear people that have moved on. But I encourage you to stay in that, in that position. If God is still with you, he hasn't left the building anyway. But if he's still there with you and you feel him in your heart, just stay a little longer. See what he's going to say to you. 
You don't have to move because other people move. You have to be with God because God is with you. It's more important. Sometimes being still and know that I'm God is as simple as doing a puzzle for me. If worship music is playing in the background, I know there's people here that love puzzles. I know there's people here that just really can't cope with them. But for me, it's a happy place. I love sitting and doing a puzzle. And I invite God into that place with me. And I was thinking as I was writing this, we all have different happy places. And whatever that is for you, just say to God, you know, come along with me today. Let's do this together. And he's going to be there with you. You don't have to be at church for God to be with you. He is with you wherever you are. And God has often spoken to me when I'm doing puzzles. He's challenged me. He's opened my eyes to things that I should be doing or shouldn't be doing. But whether it's my body's in worship or just sitting or doing a puzzle, I have to connect my spirit and my soul with him. I have to be purposeful and slowing down my mind from the to-do list and just be with him. When we're able to do this, it's such a privilege to be in his presence. It's such a joy. And we all should aim to stay as long as possible. Because God that created the universe, God that came down from heaven, rose again. He wants to spend time with us. And it still really amazes me. Julie spoke about spending time with God yesterday and going to that foot, going to the holy mountain, actually going into the presence of God. He's calling us all the time to be in his presence. Why wouldn't we want, why wouldn't we want to be with him? I can't think of any reason that we wouldn't want to be with him. And now another one of my favorite Bible verses is Psalm 27.4. One thing I've asked of the Lord and that I shall seek is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold his beauty and to meditate in his temple. And we know the house of the Lord is within us because of Jesus. But this verse says, I ask the Lord. This is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I seek. I'm going to do it. So if we look at ourselves today, is this what we actually want? Do we actually want to stay to dwell in the house of the Lord? Do we actually want to ponder with him and see his beauty? Do we want to think that, see the things that he's done and know the things that he's going to do? Do we actually want him to be working through us and see his beauty and his miracles and his creations around us? Do we actually want to meditate in his temple? I spoke about meditation the other week. It's not empty in your mind. It's taking in God, focusing on God. Do we actually want that? Do we actually want to be worshipping, praising, and spending that time with him? Are we looking for deeper relationship with him? Hopefully you're all saying yes now. (laughs) Hopefully you're saying yes, I do. That's what I want. Because this psalm goes on to... That's what it's talking about. You are seeking it. You're looking for it every day. You say, Lord, I want more of you. Lord, I want to be in your presence. Lord, I want to see your miracles. Lord, I want to see you work through me. Lord, let your river flow through me. You're constantly communicating with him, constantly saying, this is what I want. I'm going to make that time. I'm going to put aside things because I'm going to be with you. I'm going to turn that tally off now. I'm going to stop scrolling through my Facebook I'm going to put it down and I'm going to come worship you because that's my time better spent. The psalm indicates to me real closeness to God. 
deeper than sometimes imaginable. I'd actually originally written down, simply ask God for help in this. Simply say, this is what I want. But I'm not just sure that it's, it is simple. It's simple words. But when you're speaking and asking, I want more of you. I want to see this. I want to spend that time with you. It's got to be from your heart. Because you can say a thousand words, but God sees your heart. And if he knows your heart, then that's what he's looking for. He's looking for your heart. So I will say, simply ask, but from your hearts. So you say, I want to spend more time with you. I want to go deeper. I want more of you. And then repent of the times when you haven't come to him. When you know he was calling you. The times when we said, ah, yes, Lord, I'm coming in a minute. I'm coming soon. I've just got to do this first. And then this one thing leads to another, leads to another. And then you go to bed at night and you go, oh, good night, Papa. It's been a busy day. And all you do, all you've done is say good morning and good night. He wants more. He's very jealous, God. He wants more of you. I'm speaking from experience when I've done those days because I've had a lot of those days recently where you're busy and you haven't set that time. And I think that's why God's got me talking about time with him at the moment. I don't want to make anyone feel guilty about that. just want to awaken the desire to know more of God in our lives. And I am speaking from experience. But the psalm also says, I will seek, deliberately putting time away from for him, putting him, on, putting him into your daily routine. I would imagine he's totally in all of our daily routines anymore. But what I'm talking... Oh, anymore? Totally in our daily routines all the time. But what I'm talking about now is that more deeper time. When you're actually saying, I can't go out today because I need to be with God. I'm sorry, I can meet you tomorrow, but today is scheduled for God. Every day should be scheduled for God, but hopefully you see where I'm going on that. You're not constantly filling up your time, meeting up for coffee, although that's really important. Or going out and doing a thousand things. You're saying, you are important to me, God. I will put you first. So this is a time of Lent when many Christians fast. And I know Anne spoke about this a few weeks ago as well. And fasting is is a good time to actually focus on God and be with God. But when I was a new Christian, I didn't really understand what fasting meant or why we would even be doing it. I was assuming you didn't eat for a whole day, which sounded bad enough, or you didn't eat for a whole week. You know, some people do that. Some people are called to do that. And that's for for me at this present moment and when I was new Christian. God hasn't called me to do that yet. If he calls me to do that, I pray that I'd be able to do that. But when we were uh, fasting a long time ago, as I said, I didn't really know what it was. So I asked God, you know, what do you want me to fast? We're going into a Lent season. What shall I fast? And he said, tea. Oh, okay, that sounds strange, but okay. And I fasted tea, and the headache it gave me for the first few days was horrendous because I was drinking full caffeine tea. I now drink decaf tea, just in case he asked me to do that again. (laughs) Um, And we'll see. But 
It was a learning experience because I drink a reasonable amount of tea and you go socially to places. People say, oh, join a cup of tea, have a cup of tea, let's go out for tea. So every time I was offered a cup of tea or every time I thought about, oh, go make a cup of tea, I didn't do it during this fast. I stopped and I spoke to God or I sung a worship song or I said a prayer. It was just quick things all the way through the day. But that was fasting for me right at the very beginning. And that worked. Some people fast Facebook. Some people fast, I don't know, put your phones down. Stop playing that game that you're always playing. There's certain things that will affect you. Some people are fasting chocolate at the moment, I know. Uh, But there's different things. But do you know it doesn't have to be Lent to fast? You can fast any time of the year any time at all and it's just a time that brings you closer to God that allows you to focus your time on him rather than that one two three four things that he's asking you to fast so I just encourage you all to have a go and do that if you haven't done it yet Mark 9 Jesus's disciples are praying for demons to come out of a boy but it doesn't work And then Jesus turns up and the boy is really bad and he's on the floor looking as though he's dead. But Jesus just takes him by the hand, raises him. And when the disciples questioned him about it, he says in verse 29, this kind can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. I believe when you fast, when you're spending that time with God, He's preparing us for things. It's a lovely time to have that relationship with him. But there's also a lot of preparation that goes on in us. Because he knows what's coming up. He's Alpha Omega. He knows things that we're going to walk into during the week. He's preparing us for when that person is going to say like that, oh, I was thinking about Jesus, I don't know, or something. And you can say, oh, yeah, but I know him, I love him. Would you like to know some more about him? Or somebody, maybe a friend, who's saying, oh, I twisted my leg the other day, my ankle hurts. And you can immediately be saying, I know a God who heals, can I offer you prayer? And there's no hesitation, because that time with him focuses your life on him better. And it may, I know, yeah, from experience, that actually, if you're having that time with him, you're more likely to be talking his words when you're out and about. You're more likely to be saying what he is saying and allowing him to be working through you rather than going, sometimes somebody says about something that's hurting them and you know, I know God can heal that, but it's not coming out of your mouth, it's up here. Because you can say, oh yeah, I know you can heal. I'm a bit shy to pray today. God doesn't want us to be shy. He wants us to step out in boldness. And I do think that coming from that place of being with him gives us that boldness, gives us that strength, gives us more flow from him. As I said before, his river flows through us. It flows through, flows out to other people. And we want to see that. We want to see so many more things. Spend time with him. I'll find my track now. Yeah, it makes us more expectant to see things as well. So, and this is all to exalt him, not to make us look really good. So I said right at the beginning, be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. <clears throat> 
Spending time to God is for our own benefit and for his. For me personally, my life is better when I walk alongside him. I've got the same struggles, the same worries, the same woes, same joys. But he's my strength and he's my guide. And my life seems to flow easier when I walk with him, when I keep connected with him. It's calmer when I turn to him. I think also staying with him, I'm finishing up soon. I think also staying with him makes us more willing to work for him so that his power can be shown, his miracles can be seen. And for God, I think, I know that he made us for relationship. He made us to cohabit with him. He knows our heart's desires and our dreams and he wants to work with us in relationship today. He wants to work his miracles and his signs and his wonders through us and show the world around us what an amazing God he is. So some of this talk has been about how I would be still and know that I'm God and I'm sure that there's other people that have got other ways that they would be still and know that I'm God. You have to find your own personal connection because your relationship with Jesus is personal. But as I said before, I think God has had me talk about this today because there's a lot of time that I've been in a rut lately and I haven't put that time aside for him when I could have and should have done. But that's for me to sort out with God, which I hopefully have sorted out. But spending more time doing other irrelevant things, switching off the TV, social media, busyness of life. We just need to stop, put it aside. He's opened up my eyes again to who he is and how he loves to see us cooperate with him. He's a loving God that wants to see many more people come to know Jesus as the one true living God. And he does that through you and me. So I pray that this has encouraged us all to spend that precious time seeking his presence. And I look forward to seeing what he's going to do through us as we seek him more. So let's pray for you guys. Father God, I thank you that you do want to be with us. I thank you for your relationship with us. I thank you that you are a true loving God that welcomes us with open arms. So, Lord, I pray for opportunities in the week coming ahead that we can just say and remember, actually, let's put that aside. I want to seek you more. I want to know you more. Work through us, Father, to see your miracle signs and wonders come in this land. Work through us, Lord, to speak to other people about who you are and the love that you have for each and every body. Lord, I thank you. I love you and I praise you. Amen.